Attention listeners, do you ever find yourself struggling to decide what to watch on a Saturday night when you're in the mood for horror? Or perhaps you're trying to round out your own horror film education. In either case, I'm sure you'll be able to make some great discoveries in my 10x10 Horror Watch List, featuring a breakdown of the 10 favorite horror movies from 10 renowned horror directors. We did a deep dive of the favorite horror movies from directors including Guillermo del Toro, Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, Quentin Tarantino, James Gunn, Rob Zombie, Martin Scorsese, and many, many more. Here you'll find a collection of each director's favorite horror movies, along with quotes about what they appreciated about the films, all in an easy-to-reference PDF that you can download absolutely free. Featuring a mix of well-worn classics and deep cuts, hopefully you'll discover some overlooked gems and look at old classics through new lenses. Download the 10x10 Horror Watch List for free by visiting nicktaylor.com slash horrorguide. That's nicktaylor.com slash horrorguide. Welcome to the Nick Taylor Horror Show. Pablo Pares is an Argentinian filmmaker who's worked on over 15 movies as director or producer. His films include I Am Toxic, Plaga Zombie, and Daimonium, Soldier of the Underworld. His latest feature, Pussy Cake, is a rollicking good time. It's been called Josie and the Pussycats meets Evil Dead, and it delivers on that promise. The movie mixes equal parts Peter Jackson zombie insanity with creature effects and tons of blood, guts, and vomit along the way. The movie is very stimulating visually and punches way above its weight as a low-budget feature. You can stream Pussy Cake right now on Screenbox. Pablo was a lot of fun to talk to. We got into his director origin story, the background on how he got Pussy Cake off the ground, and the infrastructure of filmmakers he's built that allows him to consistently make the movies he wants to make without any studio interference. Without further ado, please give it up for the mind behind Pussy Cake, Pablo Pares. Pablo Pares, great to see you. How are you? Hi, fine. Thanks. Good, good. So, um, Pussy Cake is so much fun. And it's refreshing to see a movie that's just so unapologetically a good time for audiences. Um, I feel like there haven't been a lot of movies like this recently. The only ones that come to mind are Psycho Goreman was a lot of fun. Willy's Wonderland was great. Um, Deadstream, yeah. which is coming up with Shudder, looks like a lot, a lot of fun. But I feel like we're finally getting fun movies in horror again. And this one was just was was super duper fun. So huge congratulations, first of all. Thanks. We when we do the movie, we like we think that this kind of stuff is coming. Uh, the more gore movies, more fun movies, because uh, with the the witch and hereditary, hereditary, it, it was like a trend of this like uh, suspense, horror, slow pace movies, but it still didn't happen. We are still waiting for this to to came this I don't know more fun movies more more like the eighties ones. Yeah, I feel like the eighties that sensibility in the eighties when you had like Reanimator and you had Evil Dead um, and these just gore fest movies. I feel like people want them again. 
Yeah, yeah. It's very fun. You watch these movies in the theater and the audience screams and laughed and you can see it in the faces. Yeah. Um, but, but the funny thing is with, with this movie, we tried to do something more subtle because we used to do more extreme movies, more, more gore, more vomits, but we tried to do some soft, <laughs> something more soft so we can sell it. But it, I don't know, it's in our AD, I don't know, it's our style, we can't help it. Yeah, well, I mean, the movie delivered the gore, and it also had a lot of emotion in it. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, there's a lot that happened here. Um, yeah, there was so much going on. There was monsters. There was a lot of gore. There was vomit zombies, which I really liked seeing. <laughs> Creature effects, punk rock. I mean, where did the idea for the movie come from? Well, it was like a, a long time ago, like 10 years ago. And the idea came from the... Um, we really like the the... Um, when the characters have uh, nice costumes, like um, okay. we didn't like regular clothes in the characters. So if if you have the like um, a rock band as the main characters, you have all the time nice uh, clothes and nice characters on the screen. And um, so this is the like the the seed of the the idea to have these girls all the time very i don't know how to express it with great costumes um because it's visual i i don't like the movies when the characters i like dressed like re regular people <laughs> yeah um, and i i also don't like the all the the human faces in the movie i i want more more um, latex more monsters more that's why we we splat the girls with with blood as soon as we can. <laughs> so from the middle of the movie to the end, they are all with blood and with rare costumes and to, to give like a visual thing. Yeah. And, yeah, that makes and, a lot of sense. Having costumes that are that feel cinematic and don't feel too exactly. real because then they just kind of get boring. And it's like cinema is a language, right? And the characters through costume. Yeah. You know, convey certain things. And yeah, I mean, the the, the the visuals of the movie are really, really cool. I mean, it feels Thanks. very iconic. And, uh, you know, it's a real, real established visual style that you have. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so what was the, I know this was on the festival circuit for a while. What what was the audience reaction like? Very good. Yeah. I, I do a lot. This is my like 15 movie. I make a lot of things, a lot of movies. I start very young shooting in VHS. And my first movie called Plaga Zombies was from 1997. Wow. So I make a lot of things, but this time it was different. When we, the movie finished, the, the audience came and said, thank you. It's, it was so much fun. And we really enjoy it. And, and in, in the other movies, not so much. Mm. You, you can feel when the audience like it or or. or they just say congratulations for the show. Right. Um, so it, it was more than we we expected. Very good. And, and it's, it's now it's, it's going to Australia and to um, England and keeps moving the movie. It's everything thanks to the people of Raven, Raven Banner. The distributors are doing all, all this work. That's great. That's awesome. 
So how did you get the movie off of the ground? I mean, how did you get it made once you had the idea and the script? How did you approach financing? How did the movie come together? Well, when we have the when we had the idea like 10 years ago, we didn't have the enough budget to do this this movie. Um, so we start other projects. One of them called Demonium Daemonium. Demonium is is now in YouTube. It's like a web series. And we make this series, like it take, took us like five years of work and um, we have the luck to sell it to Netflix here in Argentina. Um, and with that money, we, we do this movie. We, we, we are like a group of, of movie fans, um, movie lovers, and we all have works. I work in publicity and other stuff. And that's where the money came for my life. Mm -hmm. But every single movie uh, pays the next one. We make one, we get the money, we make another one, we get the money, we make another one. It's like, um, I don't know, it's like a, a, a professional hobby. Yeah. It's like a, a hobby that we do like, I don't know, 25 years ago till this day. Um, so this movie, we, we can do it with the money from the sale of Demonium, but we didn't have enough to pay all the crew. We only pay a few of them. Uh, now uh, with the with the sales of Pussycake, we, we, we pay all the crew and left. That's great. So it sounds like you have a very self-sufficient group of filmmakers. Yes. Like it's a team. Absolutely. This is like a... Not 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 a co-production. We we are only one production company. We are a group of friends. We have no like uh, external opinions. We don't go to to knock a door or to ask money. It's just us. That's why we can do everything. <laughs> yeah, we can put a lot of vomits and we don't care. We we made it for fun, <laughs> so we do what we want, and we want to keep this creative control. Uh, is what we like. Yeah. And the fact that you fund the movies yourself allows you to have full creative control, mm -hmm. which is a great place to yep. be in. Yeah. But to, today, if you if you are, uh, you can do a movie with with nothing, with a, with a photo camera, uh, with some nice lenses, a couple of friends, and that's it. Uh, the, the technology go very i don't know we have so much technology that we, we you can edit it in your own house yeah um it's it's not so difficult um in argentina it is a very difficult country to 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 have work you have to be good in a lot of things so I do the camera work and also do the editing and also do the i don't know the poster and the the role, the credits, and I, we, we, all the crew knows how to do a lot of things. Mm. Um, but everyone, I think, today is getting good in a lot of things. Yeah. So how did you and your team come together? Because I feel like it's a very good position to be in, to have a group of people. You're all like-minded. You want to make the same kind of movies. <laughs> and then you've, 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 you sell one and then you fund the next one, but you're all doing it together. I mean, it's a real collective. I mean, how did you yeah. all come together? How did you build this team and infrastructure? 
it 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 was a, a very long process. I started doing short films uh, with my friends at, in 1990, when I was like 11 years old. And in Pussycake, for example, there are a couple of guys who of that original team. And we keep doing it and we keep doing and and we when when someone appears that likes our way of making stuff, he stays in the team. Mm. But an year passes, an year it's a, a very long process. And we always in Argentina we show the movie for free. We didn't uh, search for like a revenue here. So that this that generates that the people wants to be part of the team. Yeah, and we, we give a lot of uh, freedom to the people, to the actresses, for example. A lot of the dialogue of the movies improvised by the actresses, and the action. We 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 had a real script for make the movie, but we take a lot of liberty shooting the movie so all of the crew can be part of this. We think the, the action scenes with the crew, the all the deaths, all the special effects, we, we think it with the, the guys from the special effects. I say to them, well, we have to kill this girl. What, what do you want to do? Mm. What do what do what effect do you want to do? Yeah. I give a lot of pay, space to the to the crew. So uh, you are not just a director uh, against the world it's it's like a, a small army yeah of of people showing their their own art their own ideas it's a different way of think thinking yeah i think that's really smart because especially on a low budget if you're working with an effects company they need to do more than you're paying them for usually right especially on a yeah. low budget but if you give them the opportunity if you say, hey, what have you always wanted to do on camera? What do you want to do? What would make you excited? They're going to work harder and they're going to do better work and they're going to be happier. And it's just, it's very smart. Yeah. We also, when we are editing the movie, we call them, we show them the, the movie in process. We ask for their opinions. And it's not such, it's not a personal work of, of myself. It's like a group. And show <laughs> yeah now it's a great way to work it's a great way to work and i'm sure people love working with you because they keep coming back you know year year after year um we have we really enjoy the process we yeah it's fun to do this kind yeah. of movies <laughs> yeah i mean it looked like you were having so much fun all the monsters all the blood all the the vomit zombies i loved the the vomit <laughs> looked really good by the way i have um Thanks. <laughs> i get really annoyed at movies that have bad vomit techniques usually in there's like only been a few movies other than the exorcist to do vomit really well like the evil dead remake and problem child yeah. 2. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it usually bad taste oh yeah of course From bad peter jackson yeah yeah i know you're right about that yeah. but usually an actor will fill their mouth up with fake vomit and then spit it out and we're supposed to believe that's vomit there's no like projectile. but it's short it's just up yeah, and it, that's not nobody vomits like that. Like, come yeah. on, it's projectile. How did you guys do the vomit? Because there was there was a lot of it in this movie. And um, we use uh, soy milk. It was like um, <laughs> to to have like a, a color. Here it's a, it's like a soy milk with flavors. So we, you can choose exactly the color you want. <laughs> and the good thing about soy milk is if if 
if you use real milk when the clothes gets dirty then the the milk goes bad and it smells a lot yeah but soy soy milk doesn't so um and we uh, the, the same guys who do the the portal at the beginning of the movie um, and some of the effects uh, they make like a machine it was like an air compressor yep with tubes going inside the mouth and uh, shoots the the soy milk inside the mouth wow the the mouth, the, the, the the soy milk hits like a, a cup a small cup inside the, the mouth and that that goes oh, out wow. again. You understand? Yeah, so it goes, it goes in their in, mouth and then it goes... Like hits and games like a, like a spray. Okay. Um, because we didn't want... In the movies, when you 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 see that it's like uh, only like... I don't know. When it just you goes too forward, yeah. Exactly. We, we wanted like that, like a real... Bomb. Yeah, and like disperses and, in different directions. Yeah. We used the Evil Dead from Fede Alvarez, the, the remake... Yeah. It was the, the, the reference, the aesthetic reference of the movie. Oh, nice. We, we, we showed this movie to the actresses and to the whole crew, and we, and we say to them, this, we want to do this. Uh, because Fede Alvarez, it's like from here, it's from Uruguay. It's a, it's a country, a friend of us. Yeah, yeah. That movie was such a masterpiece. I loved it. I think it's the, it might be the yeah. best horror remake of all time. It's, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it was mostly practical effects, which is why that movie feels so visceral and it hits so hard is yeah. because they built everything. And he talked about making that. And like they covered this kitchen in blood. And they after every take, they had to clean it up every single time. And he's like, nope, it's got to be practical. It's got to be practical. And it pays yeah. off because that movie is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for the new one. The, the, best, the, the best things about the movies are the real stuff. Yeah. There is something as... The audience is like a voyeur, like a, as much real is, is, is better. Uh, we use uh, CGI for, I don't know, for hiding the, for erasing the, the tube. Mm -hmm. We have to use CGI, but the vomit is real. And we only add a couple of, um, I don't know, a couple, uh, a, a bit of vomit to, to cover some, mistakes yeah when you when you can see the tube we have to cover it with fake vomit but very small very subtle things yeah and we, we have a like a, a a great guy who do the cgi in the in the movie in the team uh, but we we didn't want to to i don't know to rely a lot on on fake stuff and cgi stuff yeah, we also we only do like a couple of of, of shots of the eyes of the hunter because uh, it was the only way to put the camera so close mm. to the to to some extreme eyes and it, to, and not what not don't see the the contact lenses or okay. the the latex the I don't know the the union between the, the skin and the prosthetic. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like that's the magic combination. Build as much as you yeah. can on set, practically, and yeah. then just dress it up with a little CGI. Exactly, like Terminator 2. It, it's, uh, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, the first one, it was like a, the, the, the Senate for, yeah. for us of, the, of, the, of this art. Um, I, yeah, it's all about that balance, man. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I heard you in a previous interview talking about how you wanted to film something that was bigger than the budget. And um, so when you're working with a low budget, what are some of the keys to making something that feels like it is bigger and has a higher production value? How were you able to do that on this movie? Because it doesn't feel that low budget. Um, you need a great DP, a great director of photography. This is very, it's very important um, because a great DP can make everything look, anything look better, look ex more expensive. We spend, we spend a lot of, of, of money in front of the camera, in the costumes, in the effects, and not so much behind the camera. Mm -hmm. it, it was like a not, not so big crew. We were, we were like, uh, I like 12 people. And we spend the money in the things you, you watch, you see, you can see. Yeah. And the, the, the movie is, is we, we do it with a, a photo camera with a Sony uh, AS2. I said, okay. a, a photo camera with, with uh, vintage lentes, lenses, mm -hmm. with very old lenses, Pentax. And so we didn't expend like nothing in, in the camera department. All that money go, went to the costumes and to the effects. And I don't know, you have to think everything. The, the thing is I start doing short films with my friends. I didn't learn from going to a film school. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like in, invent my own process. Later in life, I, I went to the film school and, and I learned some things like the, I don't know, the direction of the characters, the, the eyes, the mm -hmm. direction of the eyes, the uh, axis. Uh, yeah, and a lot of work, a yeah. lot of work. The post-production took, took us like two years. Oh, wow. It, it's a lot of time, a lot of sitting here in, the, in this chair and work and work and work. This is not so good. Let's work it. Let's work it. Let's work it. The, I don't know. I think you have to, I don't know, to, to cover the, the, the work of a lot of people Yeah. because you don't have the money to pay a lot of people. Yeah. You have to do it yourself. Um, cool. So you've worked on over 20 movies, I think, either as a director a, or a producer? A, a lot. Yeah, yes. But a lot. I think it is 16 or 17. Oh, okay. Um, can we go yeah. back and talk about how you got your your first movie made? Like, how did you get into the into filmmaking? Um, well, we start shooting uh, short films in VHS when the the first VHS cameras came to Argentina at the end of the eighties. It was like a revolution here because uh, prior to that, you only can shoot in super eight millimeters, oh, wow. so it was very difficult. And we start shooting uh, a, a, a new short film every weekend. Wow. New weekend, new short. New, we, we made like, a, I don't know, 60, 70 short films. Wow. And one day a guy told us, uh, if you make a short film that lasts, lasts more than 60 minutes, it's a feature. Yeah. And so for us, it was, whoa, we, we were very young. We, we had like 17. And so we started trying to do a, a long, short film. <laughs> and it was called, the first one, first one is called Plaga Zombie, Zombie Plague. 
um, we shot it in VHS and it was released by Fangoria in US. Oh, wow. uh, it got it was like a DVD release in, in 2004, mm -hmm. I think. The first, then we do a sequel, the first and the, the two. And now the Severin, Severin Films, it's uh, like um, an editor of Blu-ray, like mm -hmm. very cult. Yeah, oh yeah, I know they, are, they will release the trilogy, the Plaga Zombie trilogy games now. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's fun. And I don't know, we do it with the friends. We shoot a lot of weekends. We take it, the first movie take us like a, a, a year and a half. Um, I don't know, we meet up in my house. We dress like the characters. We paint our faces <laughs> as zombies. Uh, we shoot and we shoot and we shoot. And we didn't have information in, at that moment because there is no internet. Mm -hmm. We only read some things on Fangoria magazine and this this TV program called Movie Magic. Um, we learned watching this, that, that shows. So I don't know. It was like a, it's like a play for us. Yeah, you had your own film school. Yeah. We also do comics and theater plays and I don't know. We really like art and video games and yeah. to express all the ways we can it's just to have fun huh? my money came from other thing i make commercials i make for toys and in a production company here in argentina nice. and we do this just for fun yeah just to just as a hobby just to i don't know to to bother the <laughs> the world <laughs> just to put these things away <laughs> That's awesome. But you're able to, you're, it sounds like you're able to balance the day job with having a, a pretty consistent film career because you put out another movie two years ago and like before that yeah. one, there was another one like three years before that. Like you're putting out a lot of movies, but you're able yeah. to balance that with a full-time career, it sounds like. Yes, but directing job. commercials is not, is not so time-consuming uh, because we, we do these toy commercials that they are all the same. Mm -hmm. They get the boys say whoa and show the toy and they are all the same. So we have with my my boss like a couple of Zoom meetings. She she he showed me okay Pablo this we have to shoot this toy blah blah blah. One shoot one day one day of shooting, and then the there is an an editor and the post production other people do. So mm. I have a lot of free time. Well, I good. maybe work like two three days in a month. And the wow. rest of the uh, the rest of the time, I, I can do these these things. That's great. Yeah. So find like yeah, a that, low that, time commitment, low responsibility job, so you can do your exactly. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is and if you do this kind of movies, it's very difficult to explain to a producer or to go to ask money. It's very difficult. We, the, this movie had a lot of vomits and a lot of blood. Uh, <laughs> It's not easy to get money. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound this, like it. This. No, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, that's a great system. You know, make a movie, sell it, use that money to fund the next one and just keep going. And then you can just do whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. Yes. And if we, if we can't sell it, we, we still do it. Mm. We show it for free. We don't care. And when the movie, money came, we use it to make bigger movies. Yeah. But if we don't have money, we still do it. We still do it. 
my previous movie called Soy Tóxico, mm -hmm. it was extreme low budget. It was very, very, it's like a, a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, but we only have four zombies and when we digitally replicate them, um, I don't know. To, today, if you, if you are cre a creative person, you can do anything. Yeah. And um, I had to, to maintain this, uh, like retro style, like, like the, the movies look, looks like retro movies, like movies from the eighties, mm -hmm. but because it's impossible to do like, I don't know, so Polish movies as the the one from today. Yeah. Yeah, those older movies have a grit, you know, and they look messy and it's it's a yeah. good aesthetic, you know. I like it a I, lot. Yeah. But yeah, with Soy Toxico, that was um it was a it was it looked like Mad Max. I mean, it didn't I was so surprised that it was such a low budget. You know, it's post-apocalyptic, you're doing world building. I mean, yeah, you got you got away with a lot. And it was it mostly because you had a great CGI artist? To help you yes we we should like a couple of of days in a like um i don't know a mine a soil mine yeah um a lot of 80s movies uh, like of this kind are shooted shooted in in this kind of places yeah and then the rest of the 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 like days 15 more days in inside the a factory an abandoned factory and mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have time to make up the zombies so we, so we make like a full masks smart inspired by by the movie zombie from lucio lucio fulci one of my favorite zombie movies top three well these like dirt zombies like very dry zombies yeah and um, we didn't have money to to buy contact lenses so we make the, the zombies don't, don't even have eyes. They are so dry that the, the eyes, like, uh, I don't know, closed Smart. forever. And they are, like, uh, blind. And, and all the, the art and the art department is all trash. Yeah. I, I say to, the, to, the, to the, the girl, the main girl from the art department, the art director, I say, Cover everything with with uh, dirt, with with um, so we you can't see nothing. <laughs> if we, you can't see the, the quality of the of the fabric, you, you can't see if if this is if if it's a cheap uh, costume because if everything is covered covered in dust, you can hide um, the budget. Exactly, create creative ways. Yeah. In, in every single problem, you think a creative solution. And that's part of the fun. Um, I don't know. I, we are in Argentina. Here it's very difficult just to make a movie. It's like something special. We, are, we, we don't have like a Hollywood here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was going to ask, um, what is the film industry like in Argentina? Are you in Buenos Aires? Yes. Okay. But I'm uh, like a, an, hour, a, an hour to the capital city. Okay. I'm like in a small town. Uh, we shoot the pussycake here in this town. The streets are here. Oh, cool. Uh, and we have like an industry. We have like, a, like a, but it's all like the um, state financed, financed by the government. Okay. And the later, the last years, uh, the Netflix and and Disney and Amazon starts to put money to make uh, like uh, stuff. Okay. 
but they don't like our stuff. They they move. They make these these like clean movies with mm. people talking um, dramas. I don't know. Yeah, and they don't like us, and I don't like them. So <laughs> I do my stuff and fuck them. <laughs> That's it, man. It's the punk rock way of making movies. You exactly. gotta make the stuff you like. Um, yeah. I read in a previous interview that. Um, some advice you had for filmmakers is to pick 10 movies and watch them over and over again. Yeah. What? Exactly. Yeah. What, what, well, first of all, what is, um, what is the reasoning behind that advice? Why do you recommend people do that? It's, it's not a reasoning. It was like a, a reality from, for the people who grew up in the eighties here. We didn't have like cable yet. We only have like five channel, five TV channels and VHS. Mm-hmm. So um, the the few movies you have in VHS is the only thing to watch. Yeah. So I watch I don't know Back to the Future like a hundred times. Um, uh, Star Wars and Evil Dead and Bad Taste from Peter Jackson. Um, it I, I I don't know. It's the only thing I I had to watch. Okay. So I finally, I, I understand, I don't know. I know Back to the Future shot by shot. Uh, I don't know. The first time you watch a movie, you only like uh, gets like the sensations and the story. Um, but you, you, you don't, you are not watching the, the editing and the shots and the, um, how it's made. Right. You gotta oh, see it a few you times. Watch it, exactly. As much as you watch it, as much as you understand how you you can get this effect, how how, how I can do this, how I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, I don't know. It's one. It's, it's an interesting way to learn the the process, to yeah. the, the filmmaking process, to, to tell a story with images. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also came from the comic, uh, from comics. Um, okay. Reading, I read a lot of comics, and and it's very similar because you should should show, show the panels, this panel, this other uh, cuadritos, how the. the it's, it's cl- very close to the movies. I, I'm like a very visual director, I think. Yeah. I only think in what the camera watches. If I need to show this, I don't know, the, this effect in the arm, we only build this. Nothing more. Uh, we only think in what the camera watches and the rest doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, what are the movies that you rewatch on a regular basis today, over and over again? Well, today not so much, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, because today we we can watch everything. We have like a, it's infinite amount of movies. So now I watch every night one or two movies. At the I watch a first, the first movie of the night is one of the serious one. A horror sci-fi. Yep. And when I more when I I drink something, I put one of the eighties ones, <laughs> one Italian one, or nice. some something from Australia that they are very like savage. Oh yeah, they are crazy. Um, 
or or the Japanese movies mm-hmm. like Tokyo Gore Police, Tokyo Gore Police, and poof, I love that stuff. That's a great one. Um, so I I, aban- I abandoned this this method of watch the same movie a lot of times. But it sounds but like it I served learned you. To, yeah. Yes. Um, but the the problem today is that everybody watched so much. The amount of content that you forget. Yeah, that's the problem. Movies. I use uh, Letterbox. Do you use Letterboxd.com to track to your movies? Yeah, I love yeah, it. No, no, I have like a list. I make reviews to to not forget, hmm. but I finally forget. <laughs> I even forget the movies that I watched like ten year, ten days ago. Yeah, well, me too. Because they are so similar. They are just people in a house talking. All the yeah. the horror movies here now are. Oof. I know it's becoming it's it, it's it's getting just like it's all merging together. All the movies are blending together. Exactly, There's, and uh, they are look they are all looks like it belongs in the same universe. Yeah, for sure. All the shoots looks the, like the same. All the I don't I don't like. Yeah, I like that like the eighties or nineties that every movie has a different style, a different personality. You watch uh, RoboCop, I and this. And completely different world, completely different uh, everything. Uh, I, or the Tim Bart, the first Tim Burton movies, um, yep. or Evil Dead Two. There is totally unique. different. Yeah, yeah. We're not seeing a lot of that anymore. I mean, A twenty four will do no. some interesting stuff with visuals yes. for sure here and there. But for the most part, I, I, there's very few directors I'm finding who have a very distinct visual style that you can recognize. And you'd be like, oh, that's yeah. that director. That's that director. A lot of them are looking the same. That flat, natural yeah, lighting yeah. and one house or it's very dark. And yeah. The camera floating, mm-hmm. not close ups. No, no. Give me everything. Give, give me a show. Yeah, we need something different. Entertain me, please. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's to, to your benefit, man. I mean, I think everybody's just gotten so bored with these movies that something like Pussy Cake comes out and it's loaded with color and so much action and it's aggressive and it's in your face and it's, yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a really good Thanks. time. No, of course. <laughs> and my idea is go to continue the same path. Go mm-hmm. more exploitation, more latex, more monsters, more... Because I, I, there is a hole to fill in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there is. We need more of that kind of movies. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and the and the fact that all they're all looking the same for all these filmmakers out there who have unique visions. We need you more than ever. And they don't even think about it. I have a lot of uh, colleagues of my, my same age mm-hmm. working professionally in this kind of movies or content. And they show me the work and I say to them, but this looks exactly like everything. And yeah. they say, ah, oh, I didn't think about it. Oh, they just no. copy the trend. Right. They don't start, they don't stop to think uh, about this. Even the people who chooses the content for the platforms, the, the, the people who, who chooses the movie for Netflix or Shudder, they, they see the trend. Okay, let's buy this. Yeah. They don't take risks. And I don't know, it's the world of the algorithm and the the world of today. Yeah, it's very data driven, which is a shame. They look at the data, they look at what's selling and then they make movies based on that. And like if they did that, we never would have something. If they did that in the past, we never would have had something like Reanimator. 
That's completely different. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I spoke to Brian Usna a long time ago, and he told me when he and Stuart Gordon were making Reanimator, they watched every horror movie from the past two years. And this would have been like 1987 or something. So they yeah, looked yeah. at everything not to 85, repli- I think. Yeah, I think it was 85. Yeah, yeah, they looked at everything that had already came out so they could do something completely different. They didn't want to replicate it. They didn't want to look at the themes and the consistent elements and make something similar. They wanted to make sure that what they did was so completely different and everything that came out. I feel like that's that's what you got to do, you know, and yeah. everything has to be and intentional. They, they like re- reinvent the the horror movies. Oh, yeah. They put like uh, humor in the horror before Evil Dead 2. And I think before or that the same thing that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... and uh, I, I meet uh, Stuart Gordon in a festival like oh, a yeah? couple of years, uh, like uh, like five or before he dies. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, and I ask him everything. Oh really? I sit down, sit down close to him and say, "Okay, <laughs> let's talk." Oh, amazing! <laughs> Tell me everything. How many days? How much? Uh, how much time every shooting day? Everything. It's oh, such great. a great uh, person. I re- I love Reanimator. You like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my, yeah, it's yeah. a masterpiece. It just gets better every time. Yeah, yeah. We we have to see more of Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, what, like, what, people need to put him in more. Barbara Crampton is showing up in everything nowadays. Yeah, we need yeah. Jeffrey Barbara Combs Crampton, back. Yeah, exactly. Barbara Crampton is like re, revigorates his career. Yeah. But Jeffrey Combs, not so much. You have Bruce, Bruce Campbell, it becomes like an icon. Mm-hmm. A B, and what about Jeffrey Combs? Put him in your next it's movie, great. man. Fly him out to Argentina. Get him to teach him some Spanish and yeah. <laughs> let's go. <It> do- <laughs> uh, yes. I bet he would do it. I bet if he saw Pussy Cake, he would totally do it because I'm sure it'll remind him of you know the glory days. <laughs> it's very difficult for us to pay for an an actor from there because yeah. we do it the movies with, with with not so much money. Yeah. And the least you can pay to an actor for us is like almost impossible oh really i i i send an email to bruce campbell like uh like 20 years ago oh, when wow. the internet came. Uh, you can what what uh, send them a mail to directly to bruce campbell yeah and he replies uh, that he has to read the script like the script and get fully paid uh, this was at the time of Briscoe County Shoon. Oh, wow. Were you trying when, to get him in was... your movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was impossible. Yeah, it's a tie, man. You were you were taking a swing, though. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pablo, this was this was a whole lot of fun, man. Thank you for taking the time. And the movie's fantastic. It's on Screenbox now. Oh, let's talk about Screenbox, yeah. by the way. How did they get involved? Because they're, they're a really cool, exciting new channel Owned and operated, I believe, by Bloody Disgusting, and uh, yeah, they're putting they, they put Pussy Cake out. They're putting out Terrifier too. They're yeah. doing a lot of exciting stuff. So, how did they yeah, yeah. enter the picture? Well, we we when when we, with Pussy Cake, we first go to the the serious one. We, we we knock the door of Netflix, and they all say, "No, it's okay. too cult. It's too." Not for us. And I almost get depressed because on show, uh, when we shoot it, when we show the movie in Argentina, we have like a great reaction of the audience. 
So I I was happy. And when I start showing the movie to the the platforms, they say, oh, no, no, mm. no, no. I say, what? What is happening? What is going on? And I remember all the movies I watch at night. I remember Raven Banner logo. And I think, okay, these guys uh, distribute this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I look for them in Google. <laughs> I Google Raven Banner. I write a mail to them. I And I say to them, listen, guys, I watch all your movies. I, I really like them. We make this one. Maybe you like it. They they like it. They reply, um, and now they are like managing every all of the distribution. Oh, wow! I think they sell the rights to Cinedig mm-hmm. in US. It's a, another distribution company, I think. And then Cinedig goes with um, Screenbox. So it, it's like a lot of steps yeah. be, between us. And, and screen box. So I don't really know. Got it. We, we don't have a lot of information. Oh, okay. We, we have to Google every day to, to see if there is a news yep. of the movie. It's very strange for us, uh, but it's the way of the world. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> but Raven Banner, they are, they are doing like a, an amazing show. They are showing the movie in all the world, like, we are grateful with them. That's great. And in Argentina, we didn't have a screen box. We didn't have a shutter either. Oh, wow. Um, no. We only have like Disney Plus and Netflix mm-hmm. and Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, so here in Argentina, it's impossible to watch the movie. Oh, man. That's um, a shame. But you're showing it. Yeah. You're, it sounds like you're showing it to people. You know, yeah, yes. We, we, we make a projection. So yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, cool. Well, Pablo, this was, this was so much fun, man. Thank you again. And congrats on the movie. It's so much fun. I enjoy the hell out of it. And I think we need more movies like this that are just fun and exciting. And you just feel the passion, you know, of the director behind it. So, yeah, bravo, dude. This was, this was so much fun. Thank you very much. Now, of course. Any uh, Before we wrap up, any parting advice for those aspiring filmmakers out there? Let's keep keep shooting. Shoot every single weekend. Like uh, the Robert, Robert Rodriguez says something like that. Yep. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Show it to the people. Watch the reaction. Keep shooting. No excuses. Yeah. First, first you put the, the schedule, the, the date. We shoot this day. Mm-hmm. Then you see everything else. Because it, there is always a good ex- excuse to not do the things. Yeah. And to keep watching YouTube to enjoy the life. <laughs> 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 but uh, make, make, making movie, make movies is, is like the same of, I don't know. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, so, it's the same pain of, of living <laughs> make a movie it's problems and solving problems and it's the same of, of the day-to-day living yeah okay i have this problem i have this other problem but when you make a movie at the end you have a movie yeah and in the real life no right you you like this you suffer the same but you don't have like a something for the mm, I don't know. something for your effort exactly yeah. so it's better doing movies yeah (laughs) or is the is the same pain of every day of the the real life but right but you deliver something but something comes out you know yeah something worthwhile 
Well, that is great to keep in mind. Pablo, thanks again. Thank you. All right, man, take care. All right, here as always are some key takeaways from this conversation with Pablo. Number one, think infrastructure. Pablo has a group of people who he's been making movies with for years. Most of them do tons of different jobs, but they have similar tastes and the same mission. So every time they're ready to make a movie, they can lock and load and get it made because they not only have a shorthand working relationship with each other, but they have an infrastructure. Also, every time they sell one movie, they use those funds to make the next movie. This is like a self-sustaining, self-feeding ecosystem that ultimately allows Pablo and his team to do whatever they want. Now, it took them a long time to create this, but it's never too late to start nourishing your own network and your own filmmaking collective and ultimately your own infrastructure for getting your movies made. Regardless, it is important to build relationships with people who want to make the same kind of crazy shit that you do. Number two, lean into limitations. On Pablo's previous movie, I Am Toxic, he couldn't afford contact lenses for his zombie's eyes, so he created a type of zombie that was so dry that they didn't have eyes because their eyeballs dried out. This gave them a very cool aesthetic that was comparable to Lucio Fulci's zombie and is the approach he took throughout the movie, which allowed him to make a post-apocalyptic wasteland on an extremely low budget. This is an example of a filmmaker working with his budget as opposed to against it. When you work with your budget in this regard, your movie feels a lot more cohesive, intentional, and you can get away with so much more to serve your production value. Number three, make everything intentional. Pablo said that he notices a lot of monotony in newer horror movies that look the same and have the same tone, which I noticed also. He went on to say that a lot of filmmakers don't even think about distinguishing the look and feel of their films, which is causing these movies to become homogenized and all feel very, very similar. As a director, Every choice you make in a movie should have an intention behind it. Nothing should be happenstance. Now, don't get too precious and don't be a dictator, but realize that your job as a director is to direct every single last detail. Jordan Peele does an exquisite job of this, as did Stanley Kubrick. Clearly, these are huge directors. But if you look at Pablo's work on Pussycake, he was able to do so much on a low budget, and his movie, his characters, and their costumes all had an iconic feel to them because he labored over each detail and made them his own. Anyway, guys, thank you as always for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with your friends and family on social media? Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at I'm Nick Taylor. That's I am Nick Taylor. And if you want to know every time I drop a new episode, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button? Thanks as always for listening to the Nick Taylor Horror Show.